Warning, the following podcast contains explicit language and subjects, is recorded by adults, and is intended for adults. The opinions of those on this podcast are their own opinions and are not reflective of our family, friends, and or employers. If you're easily offended by explicit language and discussions, then stop listening now. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. That's impossible! Here's Johnny! They're here! They're here! Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. It's showtime. Good morning, babe. How are you? I'm just waking up. Why are you just waking up for? How late you stay up? My normal time, 4 a.m. Dear God, I was already dead by then. Well, welcome to another episode of Shirley. We did not just watch that and don't call me Shirley podcast. Um, it's Sunday morning when we're going to record some stuff, talk some stuff, movies. I got movies. All right. So as usual, we're going to start off with uh, what we've been watching. And for me, geez, go figure. The Stanley Cup playoffs are still going on. Luckily and sadly, at the same time, we're, we're getting down into the finals. So I'm only getting... Um, one game a night now because we're, we're down getting down to the final final four and then eventually we'll get down to the final two and then i'll be able to have more time to uh watch more tv and then uh finished up my uh season finale yesterday for uh the next level chef and uh getting ready to start watching uh tulsa king and uh binge watch the new night court show what you've been watching babe uh mostly just hockey also i mean not a lot of time right now to to get started into anything else. Are you watching your, was it Yellow Jacket still? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can only do like one episode at a time though, so. What are they, half hour, 45? No, hour? they're like an hour. An hour? Yeah. So nothing really else going on for you? Anything you're looking forward to since we get done, uh, as soon as we get done watching hockey, they get a little tongue-tied there? Um, I still need to finish the Wednesday series. Oh. I should probably start that one. Um, I don't know if you would. It's more like teen high school type, you know. Um, so I don't know if you would. You might like Yellow Jackets, you know, even though that has to do with you know them in in the in the flashbacks, you know, as teenagers. Mm-hmm. But it's the the adult versions of the, their storylines are way crazy. Okay. Alrighty, well, um, so I, I found some interesting bits during the course of the week for, for our news report here, and the first one that I that I stumbled upon is that uh, sounds like uh, they've cast William Defoe to join the cast of Beetleju- uh, Beetlejuice Two. As again, I get tongue tied here this morning. I don't have a problem with that, and I don't know what he's going to play, but uh, I like the idea of of Beetlejuice 2 coming out, and Michael Keaton is coming back, Tim Burton is directing, and I also think that they said that uh, um, Jenny Ortega is joining the cast, she's going to play Lydia's daughter, and I don't remember if, uh, um, drawing a blank on her name right now. Winona um, Ryder? Yeah, yeah, she's coming back. I haven't heard I, or seen I mean, anything. there's rumors, uh, same with also Catherine O'Hara, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, playing she, the grandma. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, she was the. Yeah, she'd be playing the grandma now, because if she's li- if Jenny Ortega is playing the daughter, she'd be the grandma now. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Also, uh, uh, Monica Bellucci. 
She's slated to be playing Beetlejuice's wife. <laughs> so that should be interesting. So, you know, in the first one, one of my, my favorite lines of the movie, we come for your daughter, Chuck. Is he going to say, we're coming for your granddaughter, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next thing I found, um, which is kind of interesting. There's... Oh, wait. Also, Danny Elfman is slated to be doing the music Don't, again, do it again. That's awesome. That's good news. Um, so James Gunn is now in charge of uh, DC, and he's getting ready to do a uh, new Superman movie. And I saw that Nicholas Holt, if that's how you say his name, um, is being mentioned to play as a possible Lex Luthor in the upcoming one. And so if you don't know who he is, he plays uh, Beast in the newer um, X-Men movies. So another actor potentially going from Marvel into DC. I don't know. I don't know if he would be a good Luther or not. What do you think? You've seen him bald before. I know, but I don't know if he'd be a good Luther or not. I don't think he has got the the arrogance that Luther has. I mean, Gene Hackman played him fantastic. Kevin Spacey played him fantastic. Um, I never watched Smallville to find out if Michael uh, Michael Rosenbaum, how well he played him. Um... I was not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg as as Luther. Actually, I'm not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg as, at all. But I don't I don't know if he, if Nicholas Holt has the 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 like I said the the attitude or the swagger to to play Luther. But that's just my own personal opinion. But we'll see what the the final um, casting comes out here. You know, in a little while. Well, the thing is with the writer strike, he technically can't even be writing it right now. Yeah. So I mean. Who knows what will what'll eventually come, you know. Well, speaking of the writer's track, I actually saw that, uh, um, how do you say her name? Malin Balik, the Blossom, um, the girl who played uh, Amy Farrell Fowler in Big Bang mm-hmm. Theater. She actually stopped doing Jeopardy in support of the writer's strike. She just walked off in support of that. I saw that. So I guess that Ken Jennings is going to be, you know, finishing up this the particular season while they're on strike. Um, next thing that I uh, um, saw um, is that I guess with the upcoming release of the new live action Little Mermaid coming out here on the 26th that uh, Alan Menken has said that he has removed one of the original songs from the animated cartoon for this live action movie and uh, um, when I found out which one it was eh, it's not a big loss because I guess they really want to focus in on on <laughs> it was a Haley Bailey is that what her name is yeah, something like that. I guess she's a she's a pop star, and I guess they want to focus in on her and her singing in this particular movie. Because if you watched your own the original Little Mermaid, she really only has one song. So, but I guess they want to really um, give her more more attention to that particular song. Plus, whatever other new ones they may be doing for this live action Little Mermaid. Um, and then next on my list here. Is I guess next weekend, uh, Fan X, or Fast X is coming out, and there's now reports saying that Vin Diesel is uh, stating that it may actually be a trilogy for the final movie. It was already scheduled to be a two-parter. Now he's talking that it may possibly be three movies for a finale to the to the series. How much more can he say? I I, I, I don't get it. They want to make money. <laughs> Yeah, I guess he has an audience for it, but I guess there's also a spoiler for it that uh, even despite their feud, The Rock is supposed to make a cameo in in this one, um, again, returning as Hobbs. Um, So if that's true, we'll see what happens. 
Um, then we've talked about a little bit on a couple of previous episodes that the bear season two now has a release date and that's coming out on the 22nd of June. Can't wait. Um, and just the Stanley cup finals better be over by then. <laughs> so I can actually focus my time on that one. And then lastly, um, at what age is it too old to be a parent to have a new baby? Cause Robert De Niro just had a baby with his, whoever, at the age of 79 how old is too old i mean i think it's maybe a little bit unfair to the baby because you know a kid may be 10 years old and, and bob's 90 and he ain't gonna be able to do anything and or dead you know I, what age is too old to have kids i don't know i don't know i don't get it what did you find interesting during the week babe um the the la- latest thing I had heard, I don't know if you knew they were making a Masters of the Universe uh, cartoon, anim- anim- an- well, an animated series. I think it's for Netflix. Um, they just re, uh, uh, or 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 bringing back Meg Foster. I don't know if you know that actress, but she played the evil Lynn character in the original movie. So they're bringing her back for the to do the voice. Okay. Um, and uh, that. Also has Mark Hamill doing Skeletor. Nice. So. Very nice. I don't have a problem with him doing a uh, a voiceover for anything. He's he's really good at that stuff. Yeah, his voice work is yeah really good. I remember when they brought him to um, our managers convention when I was working for for GameStop back in the day and. And they brought him in, you know, in, in a Batmobile and stuff like that. And everybody's like, oh, my God, it's the Joker. I'm like, no, it's the son of Vader. And they're like, shut up, it's Batman. I was like, no, he's the son of Vader. He was the son of Vader before he was Batman, or, I mean, the Joker. And so, um, but, yeah, he was he, he made an appearance at our, at our manager's conference back in the day. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to meet him because that would have been fucking fantastic. So, what else you got, babe? Uh, I I guess uh, they're adding more people to the Twister uh, sequel. I guess that the title is actually called Twisters. Oh, I hadn't heard that, but um, yeah, they added um, that Anthony Ramos. Um, he was in uh, the Heights musical, uh, and then also that Brandon per- Perry, Peria. Uh-huh. He was in uh, that Nope movie. Okay. So they're you know filling out that cast uh i still haven't heard for sure if they're bringing helen hunt back yeah i haven't heard anything about that one either so. or any of the other storm chasers we well we know we, dusty can't come well, back because he's dead and bill paxton i know and then it, yeah, i wonder if at meg will have more 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 cows <laughs> well i think the act that food. actress died too so. well you, you can recast at meg but we need to have more food yeah I was actually watching Twister last night, as a matter of fact, as I was working on my uh, my my list of comedy films. Anything else there that you found during the week? That's those are the lightest things I had heard. I mean, okay. so. you know, you know, and a lot of stuff we find on the internet to so take it for what it's worth. You know, some of it's true, some of it's not. I try to go to you know some of the more popular entertainment sites to um, get some of this news, like Entertainment Weekly or the Hollywood Reporter, stuff like that. So. At least there's a little bit more on it than, you know, Bob's Big Shack, you know, entertainment news type of a deal. <laughs> Here's a little list. Okay, so on last week's show, we uh, said that we were going to come up with our uh, top ten list of 
of buddy comedy films and then compare it to a list that uh, I found from IMBD. Now theirs was based off of uh, people going onto their onto their website there and 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 rating the movies, you know, one to five stars type of deal, and that's how they came up with theirs. But we're not we're not rating them that are particular ten movies and putting them in the order that we thought. We decided to go in and do our top ten buddy um, films um, for the the decade of two thousand to two thousand and ten. So, um, babe, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? No, you start. Okay, so I put these in in numerical order, and I actually just you know did some Google searches to find out you know other ones that were not on this particular list for my MBD. So there's a couple, but these other ones I just found on myself. So coming at number ten from 2006, I have got the Benchwarmers with uh, uh, David Spade and John Hurd and oh John Heater. Oh John Heater's yeah sorry. And then Rob Schneider, um, baseball movie, you know. So they're buddies. That's how I look at that one, and that's I, I laughed my ass off at points of it. Oh, it's not a great movie, and and just for the record, they don't have to be great movies. It's just you know comedies, something you know you're gonna laugh your ass off type of a deal. Um, number nine is actually an animated one. It's actually Monsters Inc. from two thousand and one. Um, Billy Crystal and uh, John Goodman starring, of course. Then number eight coming in um, from 2007, Wild Hogs, with John Travolta and William H. Macy and Martin Lawrence and Tim Allen. They're, you know, taking their motorcycle trip across the across the country. Number seven, I've got uh, from 2006, Clerks 2. Kevin Smith and, and company. Um, number six, coming in from 2005, I got Wedding Crashers with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. And then number five from 2008, I got Role Models with uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd and then Sean, the guy who plays Stifler. Oh, Sean William Scott. Yeah, I'm, I'm having... I have a name, name lapses today. Sorry. And then from 2004, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, Will Ferrell, and again, Paul Rudd and, and, and company. Then from 2004, got Dodgeball, A True Underdog Story, Vince Vaughn. and Ben Stiller. Yeah, that's not who I was thinking of. Uh, Alan Tudyk and Ben Stiller and, and uh, his wife. And then number two from 2006, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. And again, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. And then my number one comedy from the decade of 2000 is from 2008, Step Brothers. That movie I can just sit there and watch and laugh and crack up all. Me and my son, we quote that movie all the goddamn time. So those are my, uh, my top ten movies from the decade of 2000. What you got, babe? Uh, I didn't really put them in any order, but I do know what my number one is. Okay. Um, so just start. Um, 2004, Harold and Kumar. Perfect buddy movie. You know what's funny is I've never, <laughs> never watched any of those. Oh, man. That movie is off the wall. I mean, 
the stuff they do and and honestly i mean it's the two guys right but it's neil patrick harris that actually steals the show <laughs> one of these days i'll actually go wet back and watch these. i know a lot yeah. of people love the, the, the first one is great the second one not so much but yeah definitely that that first one um yeah uh, and then i've got the rundown 2003 with the rock rock and sean williams yep love that movie perfect movie adventure and, you know. and of course it also has christopher walken and walken and rosario dawson yeah yeah <clears throat> all right then i've got uh something that will tie into our one of my movie uh anger management from 2003 <laughs> adam sandler and jack <laughs> see i was talking to steven about that one last night and he's like they're not buddies in any shape or form I was but like, they have to do stuff together i'm, that's the I'm whole, aware of that yeah i love that movie that, I, I, mean, I really do the singing on the bridge that's the the scene right I there i feel yeah. pretty yeah <laughs> Uh, okay, I've got next one I wasn't too sure. It's under buddy comedies, uh, but it's uh, 2000, I think it's 2000's Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I saw that one on, yeah. on some list too. Um, I mean, I, I love that movie. I, you know, I, at first when it came out, I wasn't too sure about the casting with uh, Cameron Diaz and Drew uh, Barrymore. Lucy Liu was perfect. Yeah. Um, and wasn't it Bill Murray who played Charlie? Yeah, that was the only thing I I didn't really care for. I mean, um, but uh, also in that one, Sam Rockwell, he stole the show, you know. Um, so the, I, I really enjoyed, you know, them bringing, I think that was one of the first TV movie, you know, uh, or TV shows to movies that they were trying to, you know, start, you know. Because then came like Starsky and Hutch and that one sucked. Um, uh, and then you had Chips and chips, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and all those other ones. Yeah, so but yeah, so that one's a really good one. Then I have uh, 2002. Analyze that, the sequel, because I guess the other one technically came out in the 90s. Yeah. Um, but this one I I enjoyed just as much. I mean Billy Crystal and Bob De Niro. I mean. One of of his of uh, Robert De Niro's uh, comedies, you know, he doesn't do a lot, but I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the sequel. The first one, analyze this, is 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 great. It's fantastic. I love that movie. And again, it's one of those things. Is like, who would have ever thought that Bobby De Niro going from you know the drama master to to um um. A comedy guy and or a comedy guy and then he you know then he goes into doing like what the fuck that's the cat you have to let her in all right so like i was saying before we got a little interrupted by the animals wanting to come in here hopefully they'll be quiet um yeah bobby De Niro. who would have thought that you know he would be a, a good comedy actor but yeah analyze this is great <laughs> i just don't, i don't remember i analyze that as much yeah it it, it um it was really good i mean um, let's see. Then I've got, uh, oh, one of yours, Wild Hogs. One of the greatest road, you know, uh, road trip movies, I think. <laughs> uh, William H. Macy and, uh. He bags his own and, shit. Yeah. Tim Allen, John Travolta, Martin Lawrence. 
I mean, it, it <laughs> it's just the, the scene in the, the, that bar fight or whatever that was where they get thrown out the window. Oh yeah. That, uh, yeah. And you know, you, I mean, we forgot Marissa Tomei's in that movie. Oh, well, I mean, you know, William H. Macy gets the hots for her and you know, he's like, I like hot, you know, you want to try my chili? It's hot. It's like, oh, I like hot, you know, not your kind of hot, but, but hot. And, and he, he, he takes that bite of that chili and, you know, he's like grimacing in, in dire pain. And, and then all of a sudden he, he runs away and screams like, Oh my God, my mouth is you know, melting or something like that. So yeah, I'd like that movie. Uh, okay. Next I have, uh, Anchorman. The original, 2004. Really, you put Anchorman on your list. Yeah. I'm proud of you, babe. I I prefer this over Step Brothers. So, uh, just for the the news fight. <laughs> the one, the second one is so much better, though. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I I really like that one. Um, then we've got uh, oh something. That um, doesn't really show up on a lot of lists, but uh, it's definitely a buddy comedy. It's 2004's Lion King One and a Half. Now, this movie, it was like, well, kind of like a prequel, sequel, midquel. I don't know what you call it, because it, it was the two characters, Pumbaa, Tim, Timon and Pumbaa, and they're watching the movie, but then telling the story of how they met, and then how... There's their their interactions took place during the first movie, you know, <laughs> behind the scenes type of thing. So I love that movie, and they're definitely two buddies, you know. I'm not arguing with it. I'm not arguing at all. I think that leaves my last two, which I mean, I know what my I think my number one is, but this was close. So that was Blades of Glory, two thousand six. Hate that movie. Another Wolf Pharaoh movie with John Hader. I mean, I just love this movie. I hate this movie. <laughs> Can't stand it. Again, it, it's just one of those, those those it's not a great movie by any means, but it's 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 got the moments where you laugh out loud it's, type of a deal. Yeah. And, and so on uh, the article that I actually found this, it was like, yeah, you know, uh, this list highly contains many films with Will Ferrell and uh, Vince Vaughn. I'm, so I'm looking at it like, yep, 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 yep. And then I got looking at my list like, yep, 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 yep. Mm -hmm. So yours got a bunch of Will Ferrell movies in there too. So yes, I, I think Will Ferrell may be possibly the the king of the buddy comedies during the 2000 to 2010 time frame. So. He's in a lot of them, yeah. He really is. Uh, and then uh, my number one is Monsters, Inc. You and your Disney. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's a Pixar movie. What can you say? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I had I had a couple other ones that uh, that I thought about putting on the list. I had like Zombieland. Um, I had uh, uh, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, um, and I had, I had a couple other ones on there. But those are ultimately uh, my top ten. Now, the what started this was the like I said the the list from IMBD. So their number ten from two thousand and six was Blades of Glory. Their uh, number nine from two thousand eight was Pineapple Express. It was okay. I I mean it's not you know any anywhere close to any of my favorites. Yeah, in the same way, it, it had some it. laugh out louds, but I'm not into those 
stoner esque type movies. Seth Rogen movies. <laughs> no, see, see, I don't have a problem with Seth Rogen, but the, that one, I, you know, it's not on my list. Um, so coming at number eight on their list from 2008 was Step Brothers. So again, and Seth Rogen has a very small, you know, cameo in there. Um, from number seven from 2009, which I've never even seen this movie, is I Love You, Man. Never even seen that one. Um, number six, which is the same as mine from 2005, was Wed- Wedding Crashers. Number five from 2005, Old School, another Will Ferrell movie. Number four, the same one's on my list, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. See, that made the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, number three from 2004, Heldon Kumar, Go to White Castle. Um, number two on the list from 2007 was Superbad. And then number one on the list from 2009, The Hangover. I know a lot of people like The Hangovers. Yeah, we're not they're, fans. They're, they're, they're tolerable. Um, Ed Helms, I'm not a big big fan of. Zach Gal- Galifianakis, I can't stand that son of a bitch. Bradley Cooper is the only thing that really does anything for me in that movie, and it's just it's not it's not it's not for me. And even though it's you know we could put that one in our Vegas one that we did you know last week, but again, that one's not not for me. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of those either. So yeah, so um, but yeah, that's that's our 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 commie buddy list. I mean, sure, I'm sure there's other ones out there that that we didn't put on the list and. Like Steven last night, he's like, "Man, you should put Tucker and Dale." I was like, "But that's more of a more of a fucking horror movie." Yeah, I, that one was on the and then the Zombie Land too. But I figured, eh. yeah, eh. and they'd be they'd, they'd be honorable mentions. I mean, if I if so, if it if it Tucker was, and Dale, what year was that? I, I know it wasn't during two thousand two thousand. Yeah, I don't think that one qualified really. Um, another one Steven mentioned to me last night was, "How about Fanboys?" Like, yeah, that's a that's a that's another one. So. Alrighty. All right. So last week we. Uh, oh, it came in right at the end, 2010. 2010. I mean, if you want to count it. Um. So yeah. So last week we uh, we drew our drew our picks from the ping pong balls, and Angie drew for me a foreign film that needed to start with the letter S, and the year for it was for 18 or not 18. They didn't really make movies back in 1800s, um, but it was 18, 1980 to 1990, and the subcategories to get any points for it needed to contain kids. And so I found on Prime Video from 1982, it's called Shaolin Temple. And this one um, starred Jet Li, and is actually his first you know, um, role. He's basically wanting to learn um like kung fu martial arts to exact revenge for the murder of his dad now this is definitely one of those those films from the 80s where the stunt work is is laughable it's it's a really cheesy type of a deal um well you're more talking about the filming the stunt work was actually excellent I, um, I thought the the, chore- the choreography of the martial arts stuff was fantastic but yeah. the 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 stunt work they did where you know they're jumping like toward the end there where they they jumped you know that's ex- the style of these movies yeah though. that's why i mentioned this is definitely the precursor to stuff like crouching tiger hidden dragon yeah but that 
some of that stuff is stunt work is really cheesy and that's what i'm calling it again i'm not a professional you know film student that's just my interpretation of it um but um it also was uh it's based off of the shaolin monastery i found out and it was one of the first martial art films to actually be uh, filmed in mainland china um after the founding of the people's republic of china um, up until that point, those martial art films, the kung fu films, were filmed in either hi- uh, Hong Kong or uh, Taiwan. And what else did I find out about this? It said that it uh, sold an estimated 500 million tickets at the Chinese box office and is estimated to be China's highest grossing film ever when adjusted for infl- inflation. Yeah, so, I think that still holds today. I mean... Yeah. Um, I think that type of movie is kind of dead. You don't see that stuff much anymore, you know. Like you were saying last night, you, you used to watch those those kung fu style shows on Saturday mornings when kung you were kung fu theater. <laughs> when they were, you know, when you were a kid, type of a deal. Um, well, yeah, because these are were all the imported films uh, at that time, you know. Um, and uh, I don't think they got really any uh actual theater if if it was it was like just minimal like la new york type you know distribution or mm-hmm. something um but uh yeah so these you know saw them on saturday you know afternoon tv yeah. <laughs> and like i said here at least for the united states you really don't see these kind of shows anymore i, I like i said i think it's a dying dying breed and think is that well, i never really watched this stuff but i did watch you know some of like the american ninja type movies and it was like okay those are even worse than these but th- this one was fun i did love the 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 roasting of the dog though that was hysterical see but i i disagree with you it this is just not the type of movie you're looking at i mean look at the oscar winner from this year everything everywhere i haven't watched one. it yet exactly but this that i mean there's kung fu fighting in it you know i mean this stuff is starting to because of you know kids of my generation you know my they're grown up now making the films so, so it's th- being recycled okay big deal yeah so these are these are the movies now that are coming out you know so and if that's the case but up until na- this one you're talking about would you not say that for the most part 95 percent of those those kung fu-esque films are pretty much a dying breed at least here in, in the united states no like i said i i feel like they're Coming back, you know, they're... I said know. up until this time frame. So besides this one and Crouching Tiger, when have you really seen a, a, a kung fu film? Me personally. In the last 20 years. Yeah, I haven't. I, I, you know, I don't typically go, you know, see these movies. Yeah. But... Because it, for mainstream, they're not there. They might be on the independent circle somewhere, but yeah, I, I haven't seen them. Guess what? That's what's winning, you know? Which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. So, but overall, I gave this movie three bucks. I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I would have given it uh, at the time. This is another one like the West, uh, how the West was one, mm-hmm. you know, for the time it would have been four star or four stars or four pucks. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, this would be a three and a half now. Uh, just simply because um, the editing is. <laughs> Uh, or the uh, uh, the captions too. All the subtitles. Yeah, which I'm actually surprised that you didn't watch the dubbed version. Yeah, you told me when <laughs> we started doing this crap that if I find foreign films, I need to do the ones that got the subtitles on there. If, yeah, if and you this can. one is is definitely in in Chinese or Japanese or Taiwanese or whatever the case may be. 
it is all in that language and and the subtitles were on there and the grammar for the subtitles you are right was was pretty bad yeah so uh, <laughs> they do need to do an update but i i would love to see this actually in the theater if they ever did you know, well, I was reading this morning. They actually did a remake of it. They did it for like With a Jackie twenty, Chan, yeah, right? for twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah, and so may have to go try to find that one. But for the stipulation, it was from nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety. But yeah, it not normally my type of film. It it was fun. I mean, there were actually two. Um, I don't want to say sequels, but two movies mm-hmm. in the same universe with Jet Li. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it, it was a it was a franchise, you know. Yeah, it, it it was fun. It was fun. I get like I said, I gave it three. You gave it three and a half. I like the the unexpected musical singing part, <laughs> <laughs> just out of nowhere, a song. Yeah. <laughs> the daughter, the, uh, the the one girl, I guess you could say. Yes. But uh. All right. So for for Angie, I drew out a documentary that started with the D, and then she got to pick the year of it because she got the wild. And her subcategory, it needed to contain or be about Jack Nicholson. And that's why I chuckled. And um, lo and behold, she actually found one. So she actually will get the points for it. And according to the tile on a D in Scrabble, she gets two points because of her selection, which is... Oh, Dr. Jack and Mr. Nicholson from 2019. It's a... a I guess it's a French documentary. Um, the director is French. But yeah, this was on YouTube of all places. Short little uh, film. Um, just showing the base, you know, telling the basic uh, story, you know, where he came from. Um, you know, his his uh, family life, early family life, and then getting into movies. So nothing too... Uh, like, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, exploitive or? Well, we know it's not a hundred percent, you know, authentic as far as Jack, because Jack doesn't do really a lot of interviews. Yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely not um, in interviewed. I guess for for this, it's just all uh, archived yeah, footage from stuff in the that past. They, uh, that uh, the it's a lady director uh, yeah. sh- that she used. I did like how they um, uh, did talk to some of the uh, directors. I think it was Roger Corman, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of the people that he did know. Um, and uh, yeah, for I mean, for uh, a really short documentary. Um, I mean, I I had always heard the story about how his the person he. Was his sister? Was actually his mom? Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I just always thought it was like a rumor or something. But they did say, you know, yeah, that his, is his true. sister is yeah. his mom. They, well, what, the one thing I found interesting on which I did not know is that he said that he actually turned down the part of uh, Vito Corleone in The Godfather. Yeah, and which is like, wow, that could have been a whole different take. And the archive footage from it said that you know he wanted he he wanted it to go to an Italian actor. And he didn't have any scenes with Marlon Brando because I guess he was a big fan or a friend of Marlon Brando, and and so he he turned it down. And then he also said he turned down the part in, in the Sting, which I did not know either one of those things. But the the part where you're talking about where he said his his mom is his sister, yeah, I knew that one. I, I'd read that before. Yeah, yeah, I I I I just always assumed it was like a rumor or something. But yeah, no, that was that was uh, true. 
But yeah. I mean, for a documentary though, you, you, there's not much you can really, you know, go with this type of a deal. I mean, it was it, it had some interesting stuff in there. You know, it's nice to learn things that you didn't know about the subject or the artist or you know the animal or whatever the case may in particular be. But uh, um, it was it was interesting. So I, on this one, I would, I would give this one two pucks. Yeah, this is about a, a two pucks worth. Um, like I said, nothing too in depth. Um, I just find it interesting that just, you know, recently, uh, Jack, he's come out, you know, uh, like to a Laker game yeah. of all things, you know. I know, because you haven't seen him. Anybody really hasn't seen him in years. In years, yeah. yeah. I mean, he just turned 86. So, you know, he's getting up there. But, uh, yeah, you know, I don't, for some reason he's, you know, starting to come out. And I, I haven't seen him give any interviews or yeah. anything, but... Yeah, Jack. Jack is one 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 of the big ones, and and on a future episode, I I found something talking about people who have got an extensive film library, and maybe we'll we may go down that road and and see who, you know, what actors we put on that list, and but that's something that would would come down the road. But well, uh, yeah, he still holds the record for the most uh, Oscar nominations for a male because. I, since his last one, I guess uh, Meryl, Meryl Streep has taken over, uh, you know, for mm -hmm. uh, complete, you know, uh, nominations, uh, and uh, he's one of the few ones who's won three. Yeah, and they've all been for best actor, though, right? No, he won uh, supporting actor for Terms of Endearment mm -hmm. from 1983. So, um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I I just picked, you know, like my top five uh, Jack movies. Um, oh shit! You, you didn't say you were going to do that. I would have done the same thing. Well, I told you. I mean, there was really no no other like movie or whatever I could watch. You know, yeah. or, you know. I mean, the, like I said, the director, she's done other documentaries, but it's mostly like on Italian cinema. Mm. Um, she did one on Claudia Cardinal. I think that's how you say it. Um, she was actually the uh, princess from the Pink Panther. She's a huge Italian actress, you know, so she's, you know, she's got a ton of films. Uh, I think Peter she was, Sellers, Pink Panther. Yeah, uh, she was also in, uh, what's that, Once Upon a Time in the West. So she has some American credits, but, uh, yeah, this director, she she, she mainly does uh, Italian, uh, you know, she features Italian people, I guess. All right, so let's, let's hear your, um, your five Jack movies. Yeah, so uh, I've got... Uh, 1987, The Witches of Eastwick. Uh, perfect role for him because he's basically the devil. I mean, <laughs> 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 um, it does have one of my hated scenes, and and Dustin will know this. You know, I hate any movies that have any kind of vomiting, <gasps> and there's a scene in here where yeah, he does a lot of vomiting. <laughs> but you love Stand by Me, the 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 Barfarama. You love yeah, that yeah, scene. Thank you. Uh, okay, I've got uh, 1997's As Good As It Gets. Love that movie. Yeah, uh, which he did win the Oscar, uh, for. Oscar for. Love that movie. Yeah. Uh, then I've got uh, 1992, A Few Good Men, which I believe he was nominated for, but he didn't win. Love that movie, too. Yeah, so uh, even though he's... He's not. He's definitely the supporting, you know, role. You know. Yeah, it's Tom Cruise. But it's it. That's that's the role. You know, 
that definitely he was made for. I think. Well, it was. It was funny. Speaking of that, is that one of those audio clips in there is like, "I want the truth. I want the truth. I want the truth." And then as they were showing that crap, I was like, "But in in, in a few good minutes, like you can't handle the truth." So I was just like, "That's funny." He's like, "You, I want the truth of this one," and and then this one, he's like, "You can't handle the truth." And so I just I was cracking up about that. But no, a few good minutes. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, then I have uh, nineteen eighty nine, Batman. Way to get a load of me. Is the Joker? I mean, I love all the other incarnations since, and Hell. all the money he got from that that from that part in the sequels, which he was not even in. I mean, I I even like Caesar Romero from the sixties, but uh, but yeah, this was definitely. Uh, I mean, I think unexpected because you know, knowing him doing like a comic book movie, mm-hmm. basically, you know. But I think because it was Tim Burton, you know, he uh, he uh, was let go, I guess, to do his acting, you know. Um, and what did we find out from that document? He made like $60 million. $60 million for that film, plus yeah. royalties from the sequels, the which sequels. he wasn't even in. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, uh, but uh, my number one is 1980s The Shining. I mean that role. Here's Johnny. Yeah, I mean. That's why it's even though that you know that movie pretty much you know uh, caused everybody to go to therapy. I think (laughs) after the making. (laughs) Um, Which is why I got the "Here's Johnny" in the in the opening theme crawl, if you will, for our for our show. Yeah. No one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I mean, I like that movie, but it's it's not in my top. But these are definitely the movies that you know I rewatch and yeah. you know everything. So yeah, they're, they're, they're I've never seen the Witches of Eastwick, so the other four oh. that you have on there are 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 fantastic. But yeah, here's Johnny. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, it's such a slow movie, but it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's just Kubrick for you. So alrighty, well it's that time again. It is time to let the ping pong balls determine our fate for next time. So, babe, grab the ping pong balls. They're all in there. Just any bag? Yeah, just grab any bag. Okay. So, choose choose my seat. You've got court. Or so, you've got court. So, my subcategory is I've got to find a film that involves courts. Like A Few Good Men, The Firm, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what letter do I have to choose or what choose pick from? A G. A G, okay. And what is my genre going to be? I mean, I would think court would, I mean. There could be an action movie that involves a courtroom. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a comedy that involves a G, like My Cousin Vinny. An animated cartoon. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and from what year? We've got 1990 to 2000. To 2000. Or 99, I mean. God damn, babe. Shit, that's going to be fucking hard as shit. It is what it is. All right, so hand me the bag of balls here. So it looks like this is the subcategory bag. 
All right, so your film, or your subcategory, the movie has to be part of the National Film Registry. What the heck? So like last week, time when uh, the How the West was won, that it got put on the National Film Registry in 1997. There's a, a list online? Yes, there is. Okay. Letter I. Oh, easy. You got a fucking drama. Yours might be a little bit harder <laughs> than mine. Because your year is 2010 to 2020. Okay, how's anything supposed to be listed? I mean, how far back do the, does that registry go? It goes. No, but doesn't a film have to be out for like 50 years or something? That's why I don't understand this, this uh, well, I think subcategory. On, I think on this one is, is if you can find one that was put in there during that time frame from any year previously, then that that's acceptable. So if you, you know, we're just going to use, you know, like Ice Age, for example. They got put into the NFR in the year 2010 to 2020, then that would be acceptable. All right. Okay. All righty. So, so just as a recap for next time, I have got to find a film that starts with the letter G. That is an animated cartoon, and it's from 1990 to 2000, and in order to get any points for it, it has to contain the courts. And then for Angie, hers will be the letter I. It has to be a drama film. And then her subcategory to get the points it needs to be on the National Film Registry. And if she can find one, and it was put in between 2010 and 2020, well, she'll get the points for it. If she can't find one that's on the NFR, then she just needs to find a drama that starts with the letter I with that same time frame. Remember, the subcategory is just for the points. So if you can't find anything with that stuff, then you just don't get any points for the game. So right now, after after week one of, of doing this, you're up to nothing because, like I said, mine didn't have any kids in it except for the very beginning, and they weren't really in the film. So... What's the look on the face for, babe? Did you find one? There's one listed on here, so what the hell? There you go. All right. And so next time we get together to record, since we're now officially in the the summer blockbuster season with, you know, Guardians coming out already, and then in two weeks, or this coming weekend, you've got Fast X coming out, and next weekend you've got Little Mermaid coming out, we're going to do our top ten summer blockbusters of all time. And those movies have to have come out between May 1st and August 31st, because that's the time frame usually for the summer blockbusters. Of any year. Of, a, of all time. So those are the ones that we're going to come up with. May 1st through what? Through August 31st. Okay. And, um, and one of the things I said, they said there was a big budget. I'm not going to necessarily say it had to be a big budget production but if you can find find one that you know the small part but it made shit tons of money we'll go ahead and, cl and count that one what do you think all righty so that's what our subtopic will be next time until then this is big d late beefy beagle goodbye you're still here it's over go home Go! Oh.